here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate and comment. All greatly appreciated. And yes, I'm excited to talk about this one. I have to admit, if you're a long-time listener, you're probably like, you're always excited to talk about things. But like, no, I just could not contain my excitement I want to tell you right now get out your shot glass or your cup or whatever it is that you're drinking and be prepared to take shots or a sip every single every single time I say cutest thing ever because like we're saying it a million times you have been forewarned while we're on warnings (laughs) this is a solo hosted show it is just me I can repeat myself I can even go in circles I am human, so therefore, give me grace. Um, Also, there will be spoilers, potentially spoilers for anything related to the show. That includes books, um, comic books, graphic novels, like all those things could be potentially spoiled, especially if I've read source material related to the show or movie. Um, In this case, this is based off of graphic novels, which I have not read, but I did do some Googling and could have potential spoilers, but we'll save that for later when we get into potential season two. So now that all that is out the way, let's get into this because you guys, now, if you've listened to me discuss Love, Victor, you know how much I love that show. That show just has a special place in my heart. I think it is the cutest show (laughs) on streaming (laughs) like literally I probably say cutest sweetest like all those things a bajillion times when I talk about that show I didn't think that there could be another show that could be as cute and adorable that's another one I'm probably gonna say a bajillion times as love victor but lo and behold Netflix was like oh you gotta love victor let me do you one better and they were like here's heartstopper and I was just like oh my gosh so Didn't even know what this was going into this. I saw, because you know, Netflix semi knows what I like to watch. I think all the streaming things know what I semi like to watch. And you guys know my guilty pleasure is like um, angsty teen dramas, like all that. Like if I got the Riverdales, all those, anything that falls in that like genre, I love it. It's just, it's just something I love to watch. And I talk about a lot of those shows on here. And so when I saw Heartstopper and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And then I watched the trailer. I was like, this is kind of like giving me love, Victor. We have to watch it. I was about a week late watching Heartstopper because I had to wrap up some other things. But I finally sat down and watched it. I watched it all in, I think, a day. I think I watched it in a day. I don't think that I took a break. Yeah. I'm like, did I take a break? No, I think I watched it in a day. It was only eight episodes. You guys know I love a short season of TV. Eight episodes and eight short episodes, like less than 30 minutes. I want to say less than 25 minutes. Um, And they didn't even feel that short. Like as you're watching them, some of them actually felt a little bit long to me, um, which is like a good thing. And I don't feel like... I mean, there are some things that I think could have been expanded on, which is kind of similar to when I talk about, um, I'm going to try not to compare this to Love, Victor, but it's really hard not to because like 
there's so many similarities, but I think some of the things that I mentioned as far as like character development and seeing like relationships and like more so fleshing out some of the characters, I had a lot of that feedback for season one. I kind of have the same feedback for this season of Heartstopper. Like there's just some characters where I'm like, oh, I wish that we saw more of them or more like interaction with our main two guys. So this is a show which is about two guys. You guys know, I'm always like, we need to have more entries in whatever spaces um, that we would consider like a space of minority or like not even minority, but like a space with limited content um, that people would want to watch to like see themselves on screen. Like we need more of that. I'm always going to champion that. I love to see it. So I think we're starting to see even more um, TV shows and movies that fall under the um, fall under like still under our normal genres of like romance and drama and all those things. But we're starting to see more, especially in the younger demographic with um, queer LGBTQ plus leads. And I think I know why as I was watching Heartstopper, because you guys know I watch all the things. And I did also watch um, Crush, which was a new movie with, again, uh, with, again, that would focus on a, I don't even know if it would be a throuple, because they weren't really a, a throuple, but it was like two sisters, and then the main girl had a crush on the one sister, but then, you know, like, of course, I'm not going to spoil it, because I'm not talking about it, but that's another one that's, um, has a focus on queer relationships and but in watching that immediately after watching Heartstopper I was like I feel like I know why I love like a love victor and a Heartstopper a Heartstopper so I don't know why I'm talking tight on that so much even though there's a varying um degree of content now as they're like the content started to pick up and I think the thing that really gets to me is that one, the actors in these shows, they look like teenagers across the board. So it's like, it, it doesn't feel like they're older people playing teenagers or like they're coming off as too old to be these high schoolers who are like 15, 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. They look like teenagers. And so then it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, I remember when I was in high school and I had crushes and all those things. It just makes it all that much more adorable to me. I don't know why, but it does. Versus when I was watching Crush, I was like, also I think there's a, um, a little bit of a difference in the content as well. If you compare a Love Victor or Heartstopper to even Crush, because Crush had a, was a little more, not vulgar, but like some things they were saying was a little more out there than I think what I was expecting after coming out of Heartstopper. And I just feel like it just all feels so innocent. And I think that's why these stories tend to connect with multiple people. Because if you read reviews and comments about a love victor and a Heartstopper, like they're all just like, they everyone connects with the story and it's not necessarily so much focused on like 
these are two guys who are in love with each other. It like just feels like wholesome content. <laughs> that makes sense. Hopefully I'm making sense. But like that was just how I was feeling. I was like, okay, I think this is why these shows like really get me because they just feel so wholesome and <laughs> so adorable. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys are all so cute. I can't even tell. But anyway, let's move off of that. But Heartstopper, I have never seen any of these kids in anything before, except for, of course, Olivia Coleman, who plays Nick's mom. So we're focused on Charlie and Nick, the most adorable. It's going to be hard not to say adorable. <laughs> they were just the most adorable and sweetest little, like, what is, you know, you want to like pinch their cheeks or whatever. Like, that's how I felt while watching this. But I don't know, whoever casted the show, you guys did a good job, like for every single role, because everyone just really fit in their role from what we can, what we can see, but especially the main two. And it's just something about, um, what's his name? They both look like, oh my gosh, but the guy who plays Nick, Kit Connor, he can make his facial expressions just look like, oh my gosh, you cannot be mad at him for like, 10 seconds because he's just like it just I don't know how he was emoting it's like you just feel like oh my gosh like he genuinely cared even though you know their characters but like it was just a moment like he genuinely cared about him he genuinely felt hurt when um Charlie was hurt like all that I was just like oh my gosh this is so good but anyway so it's eight episodes um this is based in actually I don't know where this is based it's not the U.S. And I don't never say like it's it's the UK, but they never say like where in the UK. But essentially, you guys know when it comes to anything to deal with outside the US, I am not the expert. So like the schools, the schooling and all of that, I, I feel like it's a little bit off from as far as like the age ranges is a little bit off when you compare it to like school age ranges in the US. But all these kids are, I think, 15. Some are 16. They call them year 11. To me, year 11 here, which would be like you're in, love, you're in 11th grade. You're a junior in high school. And that age range is generally 16, 17, potentially 18, depending on like what year you were born. But I'm just going off of when I was in high school. And that was, <laughs> it feels ancient now. Things could have changed. So when I hear like 11 year, I'm like, oh, these kids are like 16, 17. But then Charlie is the year behind Nick, who's Nick is, is 11 year. Charlie is year 10, but he turned 15. And in the U.S., if you're turning 15 during the school year, you're usually, I think, in ninth grade. I'm trying to think because you usually turn or at least when I was in school because you could get your driver's license at 16 and you turn 16 sophomore year yeah so I don't know I think it's a little bit off so the kids are like 15 16 <laughs> all the kids look 15 16 their schools are split so there's the boys school there's the girls school um we have a trans character who is I think her name's L. yeah L, who's actually played by a trans woman, Yasmin Finney. Um, and 
I had to like go back and make sure I heard Tal's explanation in the beginning because I was like when he explained like oh she used to go there and then she um transitioned and was getting bullied and then she got pulled out of their school and put into the girl's school which is like okay like if you compare that scenario to what's going on in the U.S. and a lot of places who wouldn't who knows how that whole situation turned out but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the tv show um but I was like wait I know I heard that right and so when we are introduced to her and like life like it's not even mentioned or anything because like I don't know maybe the U.S. we just try to make everything so blatant <laughs> and so I'm always prepared for them to be like oh this is why I go here or like for someone at her school to feel some type of way because she was there but like no like she was kind of isolated because she made herself isolated but then when she opened up and became friends with what's her name or their names the two girls I think I wrote it I was like I know I wrote everyone's names down yes Darcy and Tara so when we finally see her like building that friendship, then we kind of see her blossom more. And I and I think it also helped because having Elle at the girls' school kind of helped anchor us there and give us a reason to go there and kind of flesh out Darcy and Tara a little bit. But I will say, I feel like there's more fleshing we can do for essentially everyone <laughs> except for Nick and um, Charlie because I know the story's about Nick and Charlie, but I feel like Everyone in their own way has their own story and so interesting. Um, we got to see a little bit of Darcy and Tara and Elle just because we went to the girls' school um, often. The one person who I wanted to see more of was the teacher, which I can't remember what his name was, but he was just like that teacher who just like popped up. And again, if this was the U.S., probably would be going differently, but you know. It is not. Um, but Mr. AJ Ajayi, I think that's what his name is. At least that's how it reads to me. But um, and also Coach Singh in a way was kind of like there as like the adult at school. Um, but I just feel like I wanted more from him because he was like there. It was like an ear for Charlie. And cl clearly there's a lot of history there because Charlie had a lot of um, things he had to deal with the year prior that we didn't see because we're coming in like a year later and so I was like I want to see more for him but potentially we could see it in the second season we'll talk about it <laughs> when we get there um but yeah also if this is your first time listening I kind of just talk about the thing the main things I want to talk about so we won't talk about everything that happened in the show but we will hit on the things that I thought was interesting or that I wanted to hit on so there was that um the little asshole kid what was his name? Is it Isaac? No, Isaac was the, the friend. The asshole kid, Ben. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, these these types of characters are the ones that make me be like, oh my gosh. Oh, if I had a kid, I don't even know. Like, I would literally snatch him out of school. Like, what is even going on? Um, I think it was a lot of things happening here. Clear. I mean, it's a boys' school. Someone kind of kind of said it. I'm um, talking about the girls' school. Like, oh, like clearly there would be 
um, girl, well, actually, or no, I'm mixing it with Crush. That's why I didn't want to watch Crush <laughs> before I talked about this because I didn't want to mix it up. But um, someone did say it. They're like, well, are we surprised that we have lesbians as a school because, like, it's an all-girls school? But, like, I mean, the population in general, like, there's going to be queer people, like, hands down. doesn't even make sense. Um, and I think the other thing, and I don't know, maybe because I'm not in school, and I'm in the world and I'm like a, a grown adult. And like I do see the things in the um, articles and stuff like that. The kids are still struggling with being bullied um, because of who they are and things like that. And like suicide rates. Also adding in social media plays a big part in that. Um, and so like I know that that stuff is happening. But I don't know. To me, and I think I've said this before. I would think that the kids today would be a little more accepting than the kids um, then when I was a kid, although I do think that they're a little bit more accepting, but I do think we're kind of at a weird place in the world in general, where we're kind of like at this precipice of either we, <laughs> one, um, decision or event is either going to push us forward or make us go backwards in time. And I just feel like that's, that we're just like, that's brewing. Um, but I don't know. I would think that kids would be a little bit more accepting. So I think the other thing that I love about these shows and, high, and shows around high school in general, and I've talked about this a lot. Um, you can listen to me talk about 13 Reasons Why, which is a big one. I have very, very strong opinions in 13 Reasons Why, so don't be surprised. I think that um, parents should know what their kids are watching. And a lot of these things that are based on like high school anyway, you should probably be watching with your kid. And not just letting them watch on their own because I feel like so many realistic, even though it may, it may be out there, they do hit on things that potentially either are really happening in a school or things that kids would be like, oh, I should try to do that in real life. And they probably shouldn't. So I just think these types of things or these types of shows that do focus on high school populations <laughs> or kids in general, like, you should know what your kids are watching, and you should potentially, most likely, watch it with them. But anyway, um, all that to say, Ben was an asshole. <laughs> and so, I was glad when, um, um, I feel like they were trying to deal with a lot of things, but they were doing it in, like, a very, very, with a very, very light touch. So, you have, um, Ben assaulting Charlie, which they did in a very, very light touch, but like realistically he assaulted him, attempted to sexually assault him because he was trying to force him to kiss, even though um, they're like both kids. It doesn't, I mean, still, you need to teach your children how to not be um, assholes and to respect people's space and all of those things. So I feel like they were kind of doing that, but like with the light touch. And so I was glad to see Nick kind of step, step in. And because this is based on a graphic graphic novel, I was like, okay, all these little cartoon things, this is making it even more adorable than it already is. <laughs> like the little hearts and all that stuff and the little leaves and stuff flying. Um, whenever like Charlie would be excited and stuff like that. And then when we first, like you can kind of see that Nick is into Charlie, but you're kind of like, because the way that Charlie comes off, it is kind of like, you don't know if Charlie, or not Charlie, you don't know if Nick 
um, likes guys or not. You don't know if like what his thing is. And so I thought it was interesting to kind of see him go through the whole process of like, who am I? What do I like? I've never had these feelings. I will say, <laughs> this is also where I'm like, you like <laughs> parents should know what their kids are watching. Like have conversations with them so that they feel comfortable to, enough to come to you with things when they have questions and things like that. And they don't feel like they have to seek answers on their own. Like some, they're teenagers and kids. Of course, some things they're probably going to try to do on their own. But like for the most part, especially when it comes to like identity and like sexual topics and things along those lines, like I just feel like if you can build that relationship with your kid to the point where they may be a little bit embarrassed, but they will still come to you to talk about it. I think that's better than them going to Google because watching Nick Google all these things throughout this season, I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I, whatever kids I have, I don't want them to Google anything because Google is not going to give you the right answers. Google is going to have you out here with even more questions than you probably already had. Um, but yeah, but like when we first, when we first meet Nick, they are in homeroom. And I was like, this is another thing because like when I was in school, when you were in homeroom, you were in homeroom with everyone who's in the same grade as you on the show. You're in homeroom with um, people who may be in the year ahead of you. And so they end up being seatmates, which is like another, I mean, I guess, but like that's your seatmate for like the whole year. Um, and so when we were first meeting him, I'm like, oh, wait, is, is, um, <laughs> Nick flirting with him? I couldn't tell. <laughs> and then I was like, started to learn more about him. And he's like, oh, I've never had these feelings. And he's Googling all these things. I don't know. I think, I thought it was just like a nice kind of way to tell these stories, even though like, I, again, I never read the, the graphic novels. I have no clue what happens in it. But if I'm like comparing it to some of the other shows that I've watched, <laughs> especially like I love Victor whereas that story was more around like a coming out story like he knew who he was but he was more so navigating coming out whereas this one was Charlie's out Charlie already had his coming out story which happened the year prior but we don't see it and so now this this season is really around like Charlie navigating being out but also in relationships with guys who are not out or closeted and then also following Nick around who just is trying to figure out who he is. He doesn't really know. He's never really felt this way. He's never really questioned it until now because he met, met this one specific person, which I think is also like an interesting thing. Cause then it's just like, you, you honestly never know. It's like, uh, the, this person made him feel this type of way. And so now he's like, okay, I don't know. Maybe I may not be, I'm attracted to him, but I'm also still attracted to girls. So therefore maybe I'm bi. And I don't know. It was just interesting and also sweet in the way to watch him kind of like deal with that, but then also try to be, um, not be an asshole to Charlie like Ben was, which, you know, Charlie still, I feel like got his feelings hurt a lot in this. Um, Charlie had his own things that he had to deal with, which Tao, Tao is a very interesting character. <laughs> Tao um, pointed out, especially towards the end where he's like, Charlie always feels like he's in, He's he essentially feels like he's always in the way and he doesn't want to make things harder on other people, which is like, oh, 
<laughs> so sad. But it was like great to see Nick also be like, well, no, like he, like you do matter. Your opinion matters and you're not in the way. It was great to see that. Also that, um, oh my gosh, the night after the party, after their first kiss and then like Nick, okay, I will say this for Nick. Nick knew his friends were trash, but I just feel like it just took him a hot, a hot minute to be like, <laughs> to cut them off cold, cold turkey. Cause he'd be like, oh, I don't like that those that person. Like uh, Ben is the one who he first realized was an asshole. And then the second one was Harry, who was another, oh my gosh, Harry was probably a bigger asshole than Ben. I was just like, oh my gosh, how are you even... <laughs> Like, this way. All the things he was saying, pretty much homophobic. Everyone called him out on it. And then him being like, oh, I'm not homophobic. Like, no, you are. You're disgusting. And you should not have any friends. But he has money, so that's why he has friends. But anyway. <laughs> but the night after the party when Charlie's, like, out in his head and he doesn't know, like, if what he what happened between him and Charlie was real or whatever and then like Charlie shows up on his doorstep after running walking or running or walking I don't know I think he ran to his house in the pouring rain I was like oh my gosh this is so adorable <laughs> oh my gosh guys this show was so cute I can't even deal it was so cute oh you know another show that's really cute Young Royals which season two should be coming at some point we're going to talk about that you guys still listen to that episode hardcore if you haven't go check it out that's another UK or actually I can't remember where they are but <laughs> it's another Netflix show Young Royals which also was very adorable oh my gosh all these adorable shows I can't even <laughs> but what else do we need to talk about oh and then when they were like oh we'll be in a relationship I'm like literally going through my notes now <laughs> it's like oh we'll be in a relationship but we won't be um like out because like Nick is still trying to figure out what it is that who he is essentially and I was like there is no way that these kids like how can no one see that these two are literally head over heels for each other because they would be giving hard eyes across the room hardcore like not even hiding it and I'm just like how does no one know does no one know it was so cute it's it's freaking cute but like literal heart eyes across the room <laughs> everywhere they were um Isaac is another one who I was like we don't really learn much about but every time we saw Isaac on the screen I wrote down <laughs> Isaac is the definition of no fucks given because like literally <laughs> he was like if it ain't my business I ain't in it like <laughs> he was just when we did see him and he had some type of input, I was like, oh my gosh, it's funny. He was like, I'm I'm not here for the drama. And I appreciated that. Um, also, I was like, Tao is a mood, but Tao is also a lot. And like super hardcore. We know essentially, which this probably leads into like season two talk, but like clearly there's something there between him and Elle, which could potentially be explored in a future season. We know they both like each other. Um, but they don't want to stir, call it, cause any waves in their friendship, but like, <laughs> they should just go for it. 
I mean, it's high school. Like, this is your time. High school, college, like, I say it all the time. This is your time to, like, figure out who you are. Um. Oh, Harry, I was like, <laughs> this is episode seven. I have a lot of notes on Harry. But I was like, Harry just needs to be punched in the face, literally. And then I wrote, I went from Harry needs to be punched to he needs to be jumped. <laughs> Harry was an asshole. That's why I was so happy when Tal literally fought him. <laughs> Someone just needs to punch him in the face. Also, the that episode, the episode when um, Nick punched him in the face when they went to the movie theater. I was like, oh my gosh! Like he's still, even after getting punched in the face, still out here talking crap. Like, at this point, you just need to get jumped. I don't condone violence, guys. I really don't. But, like, some of these characters be trying my patience. Like, if it was real life, oh, my gosh. But anyway. Oh, and then the teacher. This is why I was like, we need to see more of the teacher. Because in the last episode, um, Boyfriend, he was, like, talking to Charlie. Because this is when Charlie was, like, oh, contemplating not being with Nick. Because, like. He doesn't want to make life harder for him. He's Nick is like ended up in fights and um and distress with his friends and all this stuff. And so Charlie starts back eating lunch and alone in the room or in the teacher's in his teacher's room, Doctor Doctor <laughs> Mr. Archai. <laughs> I can't believe I said doctor. Um, and he's like essentially tells him like don't let anyone make you disappear. I was like, yes, that's all we need more of you. Where are you? <laughs> oh, and Charlie's birthday was so cute. Also, we had the storyline with the other girl, which I think her name was Imogene. And she was like, I was like, clearly, girl, he's not into you. <laughs> like, a thousand percent, he's not into you. It was so clear as day. But like, she's kept, I mean, I'm like... Are we really that oblivious or that young that we just can't see the signs? But like he clearly was not into her. She still kept trying to pursue it. And then um he was like essentially forced to agree to go on a date with her. Not really forced, but like pressured to go on a date with her. And then he ends up telling her standing her up because like it's the same day as Charlie's birthday. He ends up going to Charlie's birthday. But I was like, oh my gosh, Charlie's birthday, it was so cute. Like they were playing bowling and then they were playing the games and I'm like, oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> Can't even tell. <laughs> and then um so we are, we're at the end. Oh, and then Ben, oh my gosh, Ben just kept popping up and I was just like, oh my gosh, if you don't go away. But then Charlie like confronted him and essentially read him and I was like yes he deserved that read but then <laughs> we're I can't remember what they called this day I didn't write it down but essentially some type of an event where both the schools come together and there's a bunch of little like competitions and things like that and because Charlie had I didn't even talk about Charlie joining the rugby team <laughs> to get close to Nick but like he did that um but he ends up quitting to spend more time with his friends because like clearly Tao is not Tao did not like Nick at all <laughs> at all this entire time but um he quits the rugby game so he's watching the rugby game and Nick literally stops in the middle of the game goes beelines it straight to Charlie grabs his hand and they walk off 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. I can't even tell. And then um, they make the decision that they are going to be um, like together. Like Nick's like, no, you're, you're not about to do this. Like we're going to be together. And then um, I think that's, is that when he was like, asked if he was his boyfriend and then Nick was like, I thought that's what we were. I was like, oh my God, you guys, why are you guys so cute? I can't even. And then Nick comes out to his mom as bisexual. And uh, I mean, for the, Olivia Coleman to be in here, I thought we were going to see way more of her, but like we really didn't see much of her. But when, but of what we saw, she seemed like a very supportive mom. And I thought that that whole scene was very, very sweet. You guys know I love like the the moments when the parents are very supportive of their kids because like why would you not be support like it's your child why would you not support your child um but so that was a very very sweet moment and then we ended with them on the beach I was like oh my gosh you guys are just gonna end with like cuteness overload I can't even deal <laughs> I should have said also take a shot or sip every time I say I can't even deal because I cannot I literally wrote that all throughout my notes as I was watching it but anyway and so um they spend the day at the beach. I think, or maybe it was, it was the beach where they said they were the whole boyfriend line. I can't remember. But that was super cute. And then, um, essentially, Nick was like, oh, now I need to come. He essentially needs to come out to his, the, like his, the friends at school and everyone at school. But I was like, I mean, you walked off the field, like beelined it to Charlie, grabbed his hand. I mean, at that point, <laughs> I would have been like, okay, maybe. But then I also feel like the thing that was um, a lot of them kept being like, especially with Tara and Darcy was like, oh, I'm going to come out. But like, we're going to come out, but like, we're not going to make it this big thing because like, why should we? So I'm like, yeah, why should you? Like, why? And like, why do people care? Like, you're people. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even understand. I mean, mm, mm. I'm just like, people are nosy. That's that's the that's that's the problem. People are nosy and they want to know your business and they want to make assumptions about you and all those things. And it's just like, mind your business. But anyway, <laughs> I was like, you walked off the you I mean, I feel like that was like a subtle way of you being like, Oh, like this is my person <laughs> when you have to walk off the field. But you know, I guess I guess that kind of brings us into season two talk. But let me check my notes to make sure oh I put these kids are worse than the love Victor kids I think as far as the bullying was concerned these kids seemed a little a little more worse than the love Victor kids were to Victor in season one um oh I wanted more of a sister like I really wanted more of a sister I thought we barely saw his parents when we did see his father, they were always in the car. His father seemed very, very supportive and protective of the son, but like we didn't really see much of him outside of when he was dropping him off or picking him up from somewhere. Um, his mom we saw once, <laughs> which was like, okay, hi, mom. And then his sister, who's like popped in every once in a while, but seemed to know everything that was going on with his life, was very, very supportive, always had very, very good um, things to say or advice to give and was very insightful. And then there was the one moment oh my gosh I can't remember I think it was, it was towards the end but it was like a very like intimate moment I was like okay yes sister this is why like yeah so I feel like they used her I put in my notes like I feel like they used the sister 
and the teacher in very, very um, specific yet poignant ways. I'm always like, is that a, I know it's a word, but I always feel like I say it wrong. But in very, very specific ways that worked with where they were inserted in the story. But I kind of felt like I wanted more of them. They were very like one dimensional and I wanted them to have a little more dimension. So I'm hoping to see that in a potential season two. So this has not been renewed yet for season two. I don't know why this wouldn't be renewed for season two. Um, this seems to be getting a lot of like talk and all that <laughs> around the webs. Um, very high ratings, very positive comments, positive um, reviews for what I can see. Um, as far as like critic reviews and stuff like that. And it's also been in the top 10. I don't know where in the top 10 because you guys know Apple TV does not show the top 10. Or actually they do. I think they just show like the little top 10 badge, but they don't show the actual um, carousel with the top 10 um, shows in order. But... <laughs> In the next season, I want to see some of these characters fleshed out a little bit more, like the sister and the teacher. Could potentially see the teacher be fleshed out because apparently, so there are the graphic novels, there are four volumes. Apparently, season one focused on volumes one and two. There is a fifth and final volume that is coming, but it will be dropped next year, 2023. And so the assumption is that potentially the second season would focus on the next two volumes. So apparently there's more around the teacher in the, those volumes, as well as more is explored between Tao and Tara. That was just based on me doing some Googling. <laughs> so I guess you, I don't, I don't know. I don't consider those spoilers, but like they could be spoilers. Um, the other thing is I want to see, so I want to see more of the teacher. I want to see more of these characters flesh out. I want to know a little bit more about Isaac. Like what's, what's the deal with Isaac? <laughs> of course I want to see more of Charlie and Nick because they are the cutest things. So probably we'll see season two be around them being out in a couple um, at school and like navigating that. And I think this is why I think we could see more from the side characters because it kind of happened the same way for Love, Victor, where... Uh, I don't want to spoil Love, Victor, in case you haven't seen Love, Victor. Um, it, but you should go watch Love, Victor. It's on Hulu. <laughs> and then go listen to my season one and season two thoughts. But um, I think it could potentially go the season two route. Um, where, based on how season one played out, we were able to see a little bit more from the other characters outside of Victor. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, so I'm thinking because they're now like not trying to, we're not so much navigating like who is Nick and also will Charlie be with someone who doesn't treat him like shit. But like now they get to be together. Let's focus on them navigating that while they're at school. But then also let's get more from some of these side characters. So that's all I have to say on <laughs> Heartstopper. I want to know what you guys thought about Heartstopper on a, the scale of adorable to I cannot deal, <laughs> let me know where you fall on the scale. Also, like, what do you want to see in season two? And, were, and was Heartstopper the most adorable show you've ever watched? 
Or is it like in con competition with anything else? Or is it like same level? Let me know. I want to know all the things <laughs> and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Benjamin on Instagram and at Current Benjamin Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.